Welcome, everybody, to episode six of the NHL Trade Talk podcast. My name is Jim Parsons. I'm here with NHLTradeTalk.com. Uh, in a few seconds, we're going to be joined by Brooke Laferno of TheHockeyRaiders.com. This episode sort of came out of nowhere. We figured we'd be doing it in a few days when Matthew Kachuk was eventually traded because news was he had informed the Calgary Flames he did not want to stick around long term. So he was working with the team to work out a deal. We had heard Dallas, Florida, St. Louis, Carolina, Las Vegas. A couple other teams might have been in the running for Matthew Kachuk, but ultimately it was a massive blockbuster deal that sent Matthew Kachuk from the Calgary Flames along with a conditional fourth-round pick to the Florida Panthers for Jonathan Huberto, Mackenzie Weger, Cole Schwint, and a first-round pick. So it's a blockbuster. It's huge. It's multiple 100-point players being traded for each other. There's a lot of moving parts here. We're going to dissect it all. We're going to break it down. This is episode six of the NHL Trade Talk podcast brought to you by NHLTradeTalk.com. Enjoy. everybody uh welcome back to another edition of nhl trade talk the podcast my name is jim parsons i'm here with nhl trade brooke laferno as always with me here from the hockey raiders brooke how are you i'm great how are you i'm okay uh we keep doing shows because there's more stuff to talk about and in, in fact the last time we did a show we ended it saying well we're probably going to do a show about pierre luc dubois and then now bigger news who knows well, how this will rank when Dubois eventually is traded. I'm assuming he will be that Matthew Kachuk is on the move. We knew and should have been watching this because of the way things unfolded in Calgary with Johnny Gaudreau. And then the word was Matthew Kachuk was going to fall right away, but it happened very quickly. It happened with a team that I'm not sure a lot of people expected. And then it also happened with some players going the other way to Calgary that everybody's kind of floored about. So we're going to do a show about that today. We're going to be talking all about the Matthew Kachuk to Florida Panthers trade. So first reactions from your uh, angle, your viewpoint, your perspective. What are you thinking here? When I saw the trade, I actually laughed out loud. I was like, are you guys joking? Like, is this real? Like, it seems like one of those like weird trades that you think maybe it could happen in your head, but doesn't usually happen in the NHL. This is probably one of the biggest trades I've ever seen as far as hockey goes with the amount of value that went both ways, that was just, that floors me. But yeah, I actually laughed. I thought it was funny how much Florida gave up for Kachuk. Yeah. I was in my backyard. We had some people over and a buddy of mine, I didn't have, did not have my phone on with me. Had I, my phone would have been going crazy with all the alerts and buzzes and things like that. Somebody says to me, yeah, Kachuk got traded. I said, what? And he goes, yeah, Florida. And I said, what really? And then he goes, yeah, for Huberto. And Uyghur, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Like, that was my immediate reaction, too. I'm like, no way. Thinking mm-hmm. to myself and not really looking closely at what Huberto's contract was and Uyghur's contract was and all that other stuff. I didn't get into the, But I'm thinking, man, Calgary did really well here. Like, this was one of those trades where we're kind of thinking, okay, Matthew Kachuk has let them know he's going to go. There's no way they can win this trade. They're giving up the best player. They usually lose those trades. It's just going to be a matter of whether or not Calgary is going to be rebuilding when all this is over not with this trade. Now there's a lot to digest here because there's a lot of maybes and there's a lot of, well, what ifs and all this stuff that goes with it. But you talked about the size of this trade. You're absolutely right. I think the last big trade that I kind of remember sort of in this realm was like PK Subban, Shea Weber Mm -hmm. territory, you know, like those were two really big name defensemen that were swapped for each other. 
Mm-hmm. This is like 200 point plus players moving a top four defenseman, a first round draft pick, big contract that follows. Like, this is huge. This is blockbuster. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of people use that word and they don't really know what a blockbuster is anymore. This is a blockbuster. This was huge. This was Kachuk and Huberto all involved in, you know, what is it like 100 and 250 points worth of players being moved in mm-hmm. one transaction? Uh, who wins your immediate reaction to the deal? If you had to look at this and you first heard it, you're like, really? That's the return. Who wins this trade? Yeah, it's Calgary all day long. Um, and I love Kachuk as a player. I think he's extremely good and he's extremely valuable, but not for Huberto and Uyghur. I think Florida lost way more depth. They got depth with Kachuk for sure, but they lost, I think, a lot more than they gained in that trade for sure. That Huberto is just a player I never thought was going to, leave you don't usually part with those kinds of players so yeah I do think Florida messed up a little bit there yeah they gave a really big return I I can't even imagine like the the highest return that I'd seen speculated was like Jordan Cairo out of St. Louis coming Mm -hmm. back to Calgary for Matthew Kachuk this is way better than that Mm -hmm. and no wonder Calgary like I've seen memes and posts and social media things of this or that just thinking as soon as Calgary got off the phone and having struck this deal just laughing going this is great. Now, there are some things that we have to consider. One, Huberto's only got one year left. Mackenzie Weger's only got one year left. What happens if these two don't sign? So if Huberto comes in, wants to go to Montreal, or Huberto comes in, wants to go somewhere else, go back to the States. If Weger's going to test free agency at the end of next season, and the Calgary Flames are then in the same situation that they are right now, or were with Matthew Kachuk, is that still a win for you? from Calgary's perspective? Yes, I do. Because at this point, I think Calgary's trying to win. At this point, they showed that they were kind of maybe close last year. And I mean, they lost, obviously, Goudreau and Kachuk, and that's a big loss. But they're going for it. They're trying to win again. (laughs) They just added to their defense, and now they added depth again. So I think they're going for it. I still think that's a win, especially the first-round pick, even though I know that's not until 2025. But I still think it's a win. I do think, though, that Calgary's, playing this one safer I do think maybe there was maybe preliminary talks with Uyghur and Huberdeau like maybe are you staying I don't know because I don't see them wanting to take that big of a risk after just losing two players I think there's more to it than maybe we realize um, even though their contracts are expiring so we'll see but I still see it as a big win for them I actually think they might be in better position than the Panthers <laughs> yeah I I've been reading um, David Work I'm not sure if you know the name uh, he covers the Panthers uh, chirping the cats podcast things like that it seems pretty reputable he says as the dust settles from the panthers flames blockbuster i'm told jonathan huberdor isn't particularly happy without how everything played out there were some early informal extension talks but hoobie's camp was waiting for an offer that never came the next call was the trade so it sounds like jonathan huberdor had initial conversations with the florida panthers about an extension either wanted more money than they were willing to give. They weren't terribly keen on it. And I have heard that Calgary did just, or Florida did decide here that they would prefer to give an eight year term to a 24 year old Chuck versus yeah. a 29 year old Huberto. And that I guess makes some sense. If Florida's thinking it, he's not staying or they don't expect to give him the big money on an eight year extension, which it would have probably taken to get him to sign again. I get it. You know, you go five years younger, you go with a different player and you see where it all goes, but 115 points this guy had, like he's a heck of a hockey player and he, I don't know. Like, do you think he signs in Calgary? Like, is this a situation where he's like 
mad enough that he's like, well, whatever, I got a year. I'm going to look at my, all of my options. Or does he look at Calgary and go, okay, I'm glad somebody wants me. And let's see how it goes. Yeah, I actually can see him signing in Calgary. I think he actually might be a good fit there. He'll be the man there for sure. Um, he was in Florida, obviously, but I think he will. Um, I think, like you said, I do think he'll have a little bit of some fire in him a little bit. Like, well, okay, Calgary's the one that wanted me. Florida obviously maybe did me dirty or he feels maybe, you know, upset about all that. So I actually do see him resigning. And I think maybe Calgary's confident he will, hence why they decided to make that trade. <laughs> Well, he's got his center still, right? He had Barkoff in Florida. Now he's got Elias Lindholm in Calgary. Uh, they just need another winger, and they'll have another really solid top line. Like, I'm not sure I would go so far as to say it'll be the best line in hockey if they get another, you know, big-name winger. But, man, oh, man, like, they're not nearly as bad off as, like, the sky was falling in Calgary just 48 hours ago, right? Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, it's like, okay, well, you know, <laughs> we got a top four defenseman. We got like a solid, solid winger. Uh, we still have our center. We just need to find another winger. And mm-hmm. you never know, right? It could be very, very interesting. I ha- okay, here's who do you think has the better combination? Barkov, Kachuk, Huberto, Elias Lindholm. Whose results wind up being who, who meshes better? Whose chemistry is stronger right off the hop? I actually do think it might be Huberto. Um, and Lindholm, I actually, I like that combination. There's something there that I like Kachuk for some reason. I don't see him producing. I see him still being productive, but I don't see him doing that actually right away. I think it will take some getting used to for him because he and Gaudreau were pretty solid. So we'll see, but yeah, I kind of see, um, Huberdeau and Lindholm hitting it off right off the bat. Yeah. I mean, there's super skill there, right? Like it should be interesting. Kachuk is a unicorn. That's what they're calling him, right? He's, Mm -hmm. he's got skill. He's got speed. He's got some toughness. He's feisty. Um, he plays an all style game that not a lot of players in the NHL can offer. And that must've been what Florida was really attracted to because they just, they seem to be sold that this is the better option. And I don't see a lot of people after this trade, looking at it, agreeing with them. Right. I see a lot of reaction from people going, man, Calgary won this trade right now. The downside here, of course, is if both of those guys leave, I don't know that you can trade a Huberto and a Uyghur at the deadline and get anything near what you would want in value for Matthew Kachuk. If you were making that trade off the hop, I also wonder if Calgary is good enough to be in the playoff hunt, you're not trading those guys anyway. Are you like, even if Huberto comes to you and says, I, I think I'm going to test free agency. Even if Mackenzie Weir comes to you and says, I'm probably going to test free agency. Calgary's in the same boat. They were in this past season with Goudreau, right? And that, okay, well, we could trade him. We know that this is a risk. We know that he could leave, but we are also leading the Pacific division. We're in a playoff hunt. We think we can win with him here. We're not trading him. Do you do that if you're Calgary? Like what, what does Calgary have to do with these guys? Do they have to be really, really good and keep them or really, really bad and move them or hope that you get either one of these two guys to sign immediately, right? And just go, okay, yeah, thank you for trading for me. Let's talk. Let's talk deal. If it works, let's works. Let's do it. Right. It's an interesting story for Calgary. Like I really don't know what the season's going to look like for them. They could be really solid. They could not do well. They could be trading both of these guys right away. I have no idea what to expect, but on the surface, this trade is, looks like an a, a initial win for the Calgary flames. Right. Could Brad yeah. true living have done better. Had he, had he got from St. Louis, Carolina were the other teams we'd heard were interested here. Um, is there a package out there that even comes close? No, 
because of Huberto. He was a heart um, trophy candidate. I mean, those don't grow on trees. That's very hard to find. Um, I think obviously other teams, maybe I know our Carolina has great players. St. Louis has great players, but Huberto, I think is a selling point. If I'm a general manager and I hear Huberto, I'm like, Oh, I'm listening. I'm intrigued. So yeah, I think that for sure, um, I think is a selling point. And also Uyghur too. They uh, Calgary already had a top defense in the league. And I think that's definitely going to bolster in their depth for sure. And he was um, in the Norris um, conversation for a while last year too. So yeah, those two, it's a very hard combination to deny. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know much about Cole Schwint, the prospect, but they've mm-hmm. got a first round pick here too. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Florida gave up a haul, like, do you think there was something going on there in Florida where they like knew these guys weren't sticking around? Like I can't envision yeah. a scenario. I mean, we just talked about what Huberto was looking for and thought he was going to have contract talks and maybe an extension. And then all of a sudden he's called to get told he's traded. That sounds to me like he didn't want to go anywhere. So why would you move him? Right. Are you thinking that you don't want him? Like is Florida looking at changing things up after the way their season ended and saying, okay, we won the president's trophy, but we bowed out in the first round of the Tampa Bay Lightning. We need to make some changes here. Huberto's probably the biggest name that we can change. Do you think that was going on in the background? Like they were looking at their team and go, man, we need to switch things up the way that this finished. And Huberto's the biggest name we could move. Right. Get Kachuk in return. We're good with it. I mean, yeah, you could definitely understand that logic. It's almost kind of a wash, right? A hundred point player for a hundred point player. But if you're Florida, that logic confuses me a lot. Cause like I said, you don't part with players like Huberto. That makes me think that there is something going on behind the scenes, but I don't really think it's Huberto to be honest with you. I do know the Panthers are in a cap crunch. I know they were $4 million over the cap. Like you said, there might've been discussions where they were way too far apart and they didn't think they maybe could ever get to a point where it'd be reasonable, but I still don't think that was the way to go for them. Um, Now they just took on, I obviously they took on even more salary too, but they did uh, let off a lot of salary too. So, I mean, it goes both ways, but like I said, I don't, I don't agree with that reasoning of letting Huberto go like that, especially, like I said, I like Kachuk a lot. He's a great player. He's definitely worth trading for, but they didn't really get much value besides him back either. So I, like I said, I don't really see how this benefits or something, right? Yeah, exactly. It was just a fourth round pick. So I don't exactly see how that benefits them in the long term let's put it that way I mean obviously Kachuk like I said will grow he'll continue to get better like that's fine but like I said there's not a lot of depth there yeah well you are right they're gonna have to make another move here whether it's because they're three and change over the salary Mm -hmm. cap at this point almost four million Uh, I'm hearing that Anthony Duclair could go on LTIR but if he's healthy enough they might trade him so if that's the case, now all of a sudden you've traded Huberto, Mackenzie Weger, Anthony Duclair, a first-round pick, Cole Schwent, all just to get Matthew Kachuk and have room to have him on your roster. Okay. That's yeah. huge swing. Like that mm-hmm. is that is the Florida Panthers saying, we believe Matthew Kachuk is every bit of the player that his reputation suggests that he is and that this past season is what he's going to give us for the rest of these however many years. Mm-hmm. I don't see it. Like I like Matthew Kachuk. I didn't like him as an Oilers fan because he's on the Calgary mm-hmm. flames, but in a, a respectful, like he drives you crazy kind of way. You wish he's on your team, but you hate playing against him. But man, this is a lot. Like this is one of those things. I don't see Kachuk having this. He Barkov's great. Don't get me wrong. Does Kachuk have another 105, 104 point season in him? I don't yeah. see it. I thought of that too. And to be honest, I think, maybe but I don't see that happening next year like I said I think there's a lot of unknowns with his line mates and how they'll gel like I said I see Huberto doing fine 
um, in Calgary. But yeah, Kachuk, I mean, has been around for a, a while now, and that was his first 100 point season. So it was Huberto's too, for that matter. But yeah, yeah. Well, he did I have 92 points, I think, a couple of seasons yeah. ago. But yes, yeah, he. Yeah, but I guess over 100. Well, that was his first one. But yeah, yeah, I don't. I think it'll be hard for him to replicate that for sure. Like I said, Florida's depth is a little bit different than Calgary's too, and like I said, chemistry's everything. So I do think he's capable of that, of reproducing that. But yeah, I don't see that being a consistent thing. Obviously, like I think maybe the Panthers GM thinks, like you said, that he will consistently produce that many points a year. I don't see that. That's tough to do. Usually have to have a very special season to do that. How surprised were you that it was not St. Louis? Like we've talked at length about this, this trade and Kachuk probably wanting to wind up with the blues. That was the consensus favorite that most people figured him. And then when the news that he had told the Calgary flames that he wasn't going to sign a long-term extension reports were there were about five teams. I think Dallas was in there, Florida, um, St. Louis, um, Vegas I'd heard was in there, although I'm not sure how they would have made that work. Um, There was a lot of teams listed there, but most people figured St. Louis was the thing and St. Louis wanted them. And from what we understand, they made a pitch for this. They put a package together and Florida's was just better. Um, were you one really, really surprised by the fact that it wasn't St. Louis and how quickly Kachuk was willing to sign an eight-year extension with the Florida Panthers? No, I wasn't surprised it wasn't the Blues. I think I said on our last podcast that I just don't see it. Like, it sounds perfect in hindsight. Like, oh, the hometown kid going back to St. Louis. Yeah, that sounds perfect. But there seemed like maybe it just wasn't a good fit salary cap-wise. I know that St. Louis is kind of struggling there a little bit right now. So I didn't see that happening. And like you said, they'd have to give up. I think I saw Cairo and Tarasenko in a trade package. I don't know if maybe they thought even that was excessive for them, even though I know Tarasenko asked for a trade. But yeah, I just, I didn't see that happening. Maybe down the road, maybe once his eight-year contract ends, maybe that will happen. But I just didn't see it considering the payday he was getting. Yeah. I mean, you look at this eight seasons, he's 24 years old. He's going to be 32 at the time that this contract runs out, that's still young enough mm-hmm. that he could get a two or three, four year deal from somebody. If he's producing, it certainly could be St. Louis at that time. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's really quite interesting to see how this self unfolded. I do have to think though, if he was that willing to go to Florida and it wasn't about going to St. Louis, do you think this was about getting out of Calgary? Like we're hearing a lot of rumblings about the flames and why would people want to leave? We think Johnny Gaudreau just wanted to be closer to home, but not so close to home that people would be bugging him all the time. We, we figured Kachuk wanted to go back to St. Louis, but maybe it's related to the fact that Gaudreau was leaving. So why would I want to stay here? Maybe it's the whole, I want to be in the U S thing. Why, why so much hate over Calgary? And I, when I say hate, I don't mean that anybody actually hates them, but like, why are people so quick to get out of there? Yeah. I, I don't know. It seemed weird because it seemed like over the their last offseason, people were willing to come in. Obviously, they had Blake Coleman. That was a huge signing for them. And so I don't really know. I do think, though, that Kachuk leaving does have something to do with Goudreau, obviously, because none of this stuff really transpired until after he left and it started getting uh, started moving quicker after that. So I do think Goudreau had something to do with it. Why would it not? Obviously, those two had great success together. So, yeah, I don't really see it as being a team Maybe like, I don't see it being like, oh, it's the flames kind of thing, but I do think it's a personnel thing. Just players that, you know, Goudreau obviously is a big selling point. I think if you're a player wanting to sign with the flames, you think, oh, I get to play with a great player. And so, yeah, I think maybe that uh, was a factor, but like I said, I don't think it's a Calgary team thing. I just think it's a player thing. 
with that said, like in the narrative around Calgary and this feeling probably in Calgary, like we're pretty good. Why is everyone on to leave? Right. Do you think it's imperative that they sign Huberto and Weger right away and change any possible narrative in Calgary that this isn't a place that you want to play? Like if those two guys come in and sign extensions almost immediately, doesn't it shift the whole topic of conversation around Gaudreau and Kachuk wanting to bolt and Huberto and Weger wanting to stay? Like, do you think that's important to the Flames? Like that they get this done as soon as they can possibly get this done to shift the way people think about Calgary or it doesn't really matter to them. And they'll just play the season out, see how it goes, talk with these guys if they're productive, try to make the best deals that they can if they're there. Yeah, I actually don't see this as that. I don't see them trying to get them to try to change the narrative around them because I don't think the narrative around Calgary was ever bad until Gaudreau left. And again, he even said it wasn't really even about Calgary. (laughs) It was just about wanting to be closer to family. So I don't see it being that negative. But obviously, if you get Huberto and Uyghur to sign long-term, yeah, that tells you, we're still competing here. Like last season wasn't a fluke. We still want to compete here. So I do think that's maybe important to them, but I don't think they're saying I want them to sign right now to change a narrative. I do think, like I said, I don't think Calgary is viewed negatively um, as a team, but yeah, obviously losing star player hurts. but now they got some back. So we'll see how that works out for them. I will say if the Calgary flames have to trade these two guys, because neither one's going to commit to an extension, it would be very strange to me if both of these players don't pull first round picks, mm-hmm. right? Like if you move Huberto at the deadline, you're getting a first, like mm-hmm. guaranteed you're getting a first. Somebody's giving you a first round pick for that guy. Cause mm-hmm. even on a bad season, he's having 75 to 80 points. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's a first round pick all day long. Uyghur is a pretty good defenseman. Like he has consistently been good the last couple of seasons. Top four guy, easy bad deals it's a high second round probably another first round so even if even if they have to move these guys you are talking three first round picks for Matthew Kachuk right Mm -hmm. so it's not great because if somebody had come in with an offer sheet and said okay we'll tip it 10 and a half they would have got four first round picks but Mm -hmm. you potentially get three first round picks in the same draft year you can do a lot with that you can flip some of those things you can maybe like there is Worst case scenario, if Calgary has to tear this all down because those two guys don't want to stay, they wound up getting three first round picks for Matthew Kachuk. That's how I see it, right? Mm-hmm. So it certainly could be worse. Like, I think Bradtree Living did a very good job here because he's guaranteed to have two players, if they stay, who can change Calgary in a positive way. And if they leave, he is immediately into his rebuild uh, with a lot of first round picks and he can do some damage early. And in a draft year, where there's some generational talent in there, right? Connor Bedard being one of them. So, like, it's good for Calgary. I mean, they should be happy right now, do you think? Yeah, I think obviously they are. Like I said, I think they're going for it. If you're going to go for it and you have to make the worst or the best of kind of a bad situation, obviously they didn't want to trade Kachuk. It's just that's what they had to do. I think that he even said that wasn't my intention. It just happened that way. So, yeah, obviously if you're going to trade someone like him, you're going to want value back. And it makes me laugh because to bring it, who's obviously an elite goal scorer in the league, couldn't even get even half of that package. So I, you have to think you're pretty happy about that uh, for sure. You're, they have, you have to go for it, especially if you're Calgary. You just have to go for it. So And like you said, you get three first-round picks, even if they leave, that's pretty good. So, yeah, I'm very happy if I'm Calgary. Like I said, not ideal to have to part ways with Kachuk, but like I said, let's make the best of it. <laughs> so if they're going for it, do you think they're done? You think Calgary's no. still going to play here? Like, cause they got 9 million, I think mm-hmm. in cap space still. Right. Like, yeah. and there's not like a ton of big named 
people out there. I mean, the biggest on the board is Kadri. We've heard mm-hmm. maybe, but we don't know how realistic that is. John Klingberg probably would have been an option. Probably isn't now with Mackenzie Weger on board. Uh, but there are some wingers still kicking out there, whether it's Phil Kessel or, you know, Paul Stastny's out there. Uh, there are some guys that they could potentially go after. Um, I don't know. Do you think they put, make another pitcher? If the, you could said, go for it, go for it, go for it. So yeah. if you're going, are you all in? Are you trying to add one or two more pieces if you're Yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to do that. If you're getting Huberto and Uyghur, you're saying, I'm going for it. Like you have to build around those guys while you can. So like you said, you never know what the future holds. I see them staying, but um, you never know. So yeah, I actually think I thought before maybe that Kadri might be a good fit in Calgary when they had all that cap space. I still think they could be in play for that. That would be interesting if that happened. I think again, if you were able to get him, if Calgary is able to get him, you're a whole different team again. So yeah, even if it's not him though, I could see them. I don't think they're done. For sure. I think they're still trying to build their top six. I don't know how that's going to look. Maybe Phil Kessel, maybe someone like Sonny Milano. I know he's not really a top six player, but it's a depth player for sure. Who knows? But we'll see. I don't think they're done, though. Yeah, the only thing that they have to do is keep enough money for Andrew Mangiapane. They got to figure that one out, right? He's a restricted free agent. He's going to get a nice, healthy race. But um, yeah, that's the only, I suppose you got to juggle that one a little bit, right? Because if you're not sure what Huberto and what you're going to do, do you commit really long, heavy money to Manji Pani knowing that he's willing to stick around or do you go, okay, well, let's give him a tasty bit of a shorter term deal here. Hope that we can get these two guys to sign. Manji Pani is going to go, okay, they signed. I certainly want to stick around. Uh, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how true tr- living juggles all this, but of that 9 million, a good chunk of it's going to have to go to Manji Pani, but um, it'll be very interesting to see who else they add because I, I agree with you. I don't think, I think this trade signifies that they weren't about to pack it in and they are now still a competitive team in the Pacific division. Not as good to me as they were yeah. before those two players left, but this offseason is not over. So mm-hmm. there could be more going on here. Uh, anything else you want to touch on? Any thoughts that you had about this deal? You know, other deals that might come. To- this has been a crazy offseason, hey? Yeah. Like it's just um- been ridiculous in terms of the amount of action and the big name players and the points and things that are moving around. You're just like, wow. Mm -hmm. It has been. And I'm actually wondering if maybe Kadri might, the negotiations for him might speed up now. I don't know how much of that was hanging maybe on Kachuk because that was newer. It kind of mostly kind of started up within the last week. So we don't know, but maybe now that teams know for sure, now that Kachuk is off the board where a lot of salary is going, that might kind of help their decision because a lot of teams were in on Kachuk. Maybe that was holding up the show um, on his negotiation. So I'm actually wondering now that Kachuk's off the board and now he's the one big name left, if that speeds things up now. And I'd be surprised now if this doesn't happen fairly quickly now. Yeah. No, I don't. I think we're not even close to <laughs> the action being over. I mean, we're still going to do the show about Pierre-Luc Dubois. We'll get that uh-huh. going in the next week or so or whatever. But I think there's more. And you would can't imagine in a off season where Pacioretty goes for nothing. Chuck goes, Goudreau signs somewhere else. You still got Kadri. Like things are just constantly hitting you, right? Like, and there's all these arbitration cases coming up. So we know there's either going to be some signing or some trades. Um, it's still, I think we're going to see some more um, and it yeah. should be very interesting, which is fun, right? Especially when you do a show like ours, when you yeah. get to talk about trades, it's exactly what we're looking for is just all the action. The chaos is what makes this so much fun. Yes, we are thriving right now with yeah. all of this news. We are thriving. We're not short of anything to talk about. That's for sure. 
Well, I appreciate it. Let's uh, we'll cap it off at that one. We'll do the Dubois show coming up, assuming nothing really big just comes in butts in line before we get that show done. Um, for everybody else, for Brooke Laferno, for myself, Jim Parsons, thank you for listening, downloading, subscribing. Uh, give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, share this with others. Let us know that you're listening, what you'd like us to talk about. If we are at some point for listeners to want to know that this won't always just be about trades that happened or trades that we think are going to happen. We do plan on digging into and reviewing trades in the history of NHL. So going back and revisiting some of the trades that happened that we looked at as blockbusters, maybe even getting the chance to talk to some of the people that were involved in those trades just to dissect them and really kind of see, okay, did this work? Was this a good trade? What happened? Like breaking it all down. We do plan on doing that at some point. So we're going to have a lot of fun here over the next few weeks. Uh, I appreciate it. Thank you again for coming on. And for everybody else, this has been another edition of the NHL Trade Talk podcast, and we will talk to you on the next episode.